This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rager, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one bright and early on a Monday, October 16, 2023. And say hello to your best in the game, Detroit Lions. It's true. The Detroit Lions are the best in the NFL. Well, they have the best record in the NFL. They're 5-1. and one. There's no better record. So does that make the Lions the best team in the NFL? I mean, I guess it is debatable, but they're definitely one of the best teams in the league. After demolishing the Bucs yesterday, 20 to 6. 20 to 6. The Bucs were 3 and 1 coming into the game. They were coming off a bye. Everybody was talking about it being a bad spot for the Lions. And in front of a ton of Lions fans, because Lions fans are the best in the game. We'll get into this a little later on in the podcast. The Lions held the Bucs to six points. Oh, Baker Mayfield, he's finally found his team. He's finally figured it out. They love him down south at Tampa. Six points. Baker was all over the place. Had open receivers. Not for the life of him could he hit them. But we'll get into that. We will. Because I want to hit you to start this podcast with the goods. All right? I have the goods for you. And you're going to want to hear this stuff because... It's not too often we can talk this highly about your 5-1 and one best in the NFL, at least best record in the NFL, Detroit Lions. Listen to what I'm about to give you. I want to present the goods to you. Remember that movie, The Goods, Jeremy Piven was in it? It wasn't very good. Not that you care, but it was the first movie I ever went to with my not wife. How about that? Anywho, the goods about the Detroit Lions. The Lions have won four consecutive games by double digits. The NFL is a league of parody. How many times have you heard that? Like a ton? Nobody wins by double digits more than once or twice in a row. Lions have done it four times in a row. Four times, usually a game in the NFL is decided by three to eight points. Usually spreads in the NFL, if you get up to seven, it's a huge spread. You get up to nine, it's a massive spread. You know, the Lions were a double-digit favorite against Carolina. They covered. That's unheard of. Four games in a row. Double-digit victory. So that tells you they're not just good, but they're dominant. They're pounding teams. They're destroying teams. And they did it again yesterday, 
20 to 6 winners over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who a lot of people thought were as a good team. Maybe they are. The Lions are a great team. I think we know that for a fact. I got more, though. Let's continue with the goods. The Lions have won four straight games on the road as well. So four double-digit victories in a row. And the last four times they've gone on the road, they've won. So it doesn't matter if they're inside or outside. It doesn't matter if they play on grass or turf. It doesn't matter if they play on national TV or local TV, regional TV. It doesn't matter if there's conditions, elements, or not. All this team does is win of the road. Go back to last year, last game of the season. They went to Lambeau, kept the Packers out of the playoffs. That was a night game on Sunday Night Football. How about that? Follow it up with starting the season this year, night game, at Arrowhead against the defending Super Bowl champions. Thursday night, whole world is watching. Lions went, beat them. Then they went to Lambeau again. That was Thursday night. That was national TV. That was the Amazon Prime game. And they thrashed the Packers. That was a double-digit victory. And then yesterday, game got flexed to 425. People want to see the Detroit Lions. They went to Tampa Bay. Smacked them by double digits and won on the road again. They're road warriors. And the fans travel with them. Again, we'll do a whole segment on the fans at the very end of this podcast. But yesterday, once again, the fans made the trek to Tampa Bay this time and supported the Detroit Lions. Best traveling crowd in the game. I don't think there's any question about that. But I have more of the goods. The offense continues to be very consistent, very dominant, very potent. The offense has scored at least 20 points in 15 consecutive games. They scored exactly 20 yesterday. That's a Lions franchise record, and that's the longest streak in the NFL currently. I got more of them. In the Lions' last 16 regular season games, they're 13-3. and three. That's the best stretch through 16 games in Detroit Lions football history since, are you ready for this, 1961-62. I sure in the hell wasn't alive. Were you? We haven't seen a Lions team like this. They're that good. In fact, when it comes to the last 16 games, the Lions are elite. The Niners are 15-1. and They lost yesterday. The Chiefs are 14-2. and the Lions are 13 and 3, and the Eagles are now 12 and 4 because they lost yesterday, too, giving the Lions the best record in not just the NFC, not just the NFC North, but the entire NFL. But I'm not done. I'm not done with the goods. There's so much to talk about that's positive with this team. When you're 5 and 1 and one of the best teams in the NFL, there's a lot of good to talk about. Do you know that the Lions already have a three-game lead in the NFC North over the Packers, who are on a bye this week? The Vikings beat the Bears, so you got the same lead over the Vikings, who have yet to face you yet. I'm not even going to get into tiebreakers, because I don't think the Lions are going to need them. The Lions, through six weeks of a season, already have a three-game lead in the division, and they have over a 98% chance to make the postseason. How about that? Already over a 98% chance to get to the second season. Where more than likely, they're going to host a home playoff game for the first time since 1993. And if you're saying don't get ahead of yourself, I feel we've earned the right to get ahead of ourselves. The Lions are that good. And they got a three-game lead through six weeks in the division. 
That's freaking remarkable. And then I got one more. The goods. The Lions tweeted this out. Listen to this one. For the fourth time in franchise history, the Lions have not allowed an opponent to gain 100 yards rushing in any of their first six games of the season. The only other time they have done that, 1932, 1931, and 1930. And like I mentioned, the Lions are in first place not only in the NFC North, but they're the best team in the NFC. And they're the best team record-wise in the entire NFL. The entire NFL. How about that? What a start for the Detroit Lions. Now let's get into the game, shall we? Because how good has this defense been? This defense has been just awesome. And yesterday they held the Bucks to just six points and 251 yards. We mentioned that the Lions don't allow anybody to run on them, which is true. We read you that stat already that the Lions tweeted out. Lions only gave up 46 yards on the ground yesterday. But the real key to victory was shutting down Baker Mayfield, who wasn't very good. 19 to 37, averaged five and a half yards per toss, a 56.8 rating. He had guys open all game long, actually. Kept missing them. Usually long, usually short. He just could not connect for the dagger, if you will. He also threw a pick. He threw a pick early in the game. Second drive of the game for the Bucs. And Isaiah Bugs. remember the drama with Isaiah Bugs? Had cryptic tweets to start the season. Everybody's like, what is going on with Isaiah Bugs?" Then it comes out that he's benched. Lions didn't think he was good enough to make the roster and play in Kansas City. But they didn't make a big deal about it, and neither did really Bugs. He said he was going to play harder. Now Isaiah Bugs plays every game, and he had a massive play early in this game. Bucks, like I mentioned, second drive. He got pressure on Baker Mayfield. He was able to deflect the ball. Next thing you know, it goes right into the hands of Will Harris, and the Lions took over on the Bucks' eight-yard line. Now, this was an underrated, understated play of the game. I don't know if people are going to talk about it later today on sports radio, but they should. Because what people might not have noticed was Mike Evans was streaking wide open down the field. If Baker Mayfield had one more second, if Bugs didn't deflect that ball, it's touchdown Bucks. And instead of 3-0 Lions, it's 7-0 Bucks. And maybe you're looking at a different game. Bucks get a little confidence. They get a little momentum. And maybe this thing turns out to be different. But massive play early on. Will Harris with the interception. Isaiah Bugs, great for him. Said he was going to work hard. And next thing you know, he's playing again. And he's playing really good for the Detroit Lions. So good on Isaiah Bugs, who made a big play early on in that game yesterday. And Will Harris ended up getting the pick as well. But the defense as a whole yesterday was just good. Jerry Jacobs, once again, was everywhere on the field. He had two tackles. Also had a massive tackle for a loss. Almost had a pick, too. Jerry Jacobs, so good. After the first couple weeks, got off social media, fans were going at him. Jerry Jacobs is a trusted corner on this team. Jack Campbell had a nice game. The rookie linebacker from Iowa, he had seven tackles. Kirby Joseph deflected two passes. Tracy Walker had a bone-crushing hit in the fourth quarter. I thought they called a penalty on, but they did not. I mean, he leveled his dude. Julian Aquora had the only Lions sacked. Cam Sutton drew an offensive pass interference from Mike Evans. And then 
there's Alex Anzalone, the linebacker. Alex Anzalone that I all think we need to say, sorry, Alex. Alex Anzalone, I describe it as getting the Brandon Ainge and Ryan Rayburn treatment. When the Lions signed him, extended him in the offseason, every Lions fan was like, what does this guy do? What does this guy do? Alex Anzalone, he, ain't, he can't play in this league. Yeah, sure, he wears the green dot. Yeah, he calls the defensive plays for the defense at linebacker. Big deal. Now, he was coming off his best season as a pro. Nobody wanted to hear it. Do you remember Brandon Inge and Ryan Rayburn? People used to get furious at Jim Leland because he always played him, played him too much. And even when they made nice plays, hit homers, made nice defensive plays, fans were like, these guys suck. These guys blow. Come on, get them off the team. Though eventually they were off the team. They both got DFA'd, if I'm not mistaken. At least Inge did. Maybe they just got rid of Ryan. I know he ended up on the Guardians or Indians for a short time. The bottom line was Detroit never liked Brandon Inge and Ryan Rayburn. And maybe they liked him for a second, so maybe I should say that. But then they fell out of love with him. And they constantly made fun of him. And Alex Anzalone, kind of the same deal. Nobody wanted that guy back on this team. And all he's done this season is be consistent. And he had a monster defensive game yesterday. Just a monster game for Alex Anzalone. So I want to be the first. And if the rest of Detroit won't do it, I'll do it for them, Alex. If you want to come on the podcast, please come on the podcast. I want to talk to you. I also want to apologize to you. I did not think the Lions should have re-signed you, extended you. They did. Looks like Brad Holmes knows what he's doing. Looks like I have no idea what I'm doing. So, sorry, Alex. I apologize. But the Lions defense, just so good. And how about the secondary? I think a lot of people were worried about this Bucks team because Baker Mayfield, with really good receivers, and Godwin, and of course Evans, people thought they would throw all over Detroit's secondary. There's no C.J. Garner-Johnson. There's no Emmanuel Mosley. They're injured, out for the season. So you're looking at Cam Sutton, Jerry Jacobs, Will Harris, Tracy Walker, and they're holding it down. So while we're apologizing to Alex here, sorry, Alex, we should also probably apologize to Aaron Glenn. Remember last year, people wanted Glenn fired. He's on the hot seat. This guy can't be a head coach. Give me a break. He was really good the last 10 games of the season calling the defense. All they did was stop the run with the exception of the Carolina game. And then this year, all they do is stop the run and shut down teams. They held the Bucs to six freaking points. Six. So if we're laying out apologies, if we're doling out sorries, if you will, I'm going to add Aaron Glenn to that list. Because he continues to be not just a competent D.C., but a really good D.C. And probably doesn't deserve a lot of the hate that he got as well. I think the one question about this Lions team was, how were they against the pass? And I think they answered it yesterday. Pretty, 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 pretty good, as Larry David would say. Oh, by the way, one more thing. One more thing as we continue to get away from the awful memories of being a Lions fan. Because we have this new, fun, good, great team that we get to watch every week. One of the things that really bugged me about being a Lions fan 
The Lions never, ever, 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 ever got off the field defensively on third down. Never, ever. It could be third and 13. Opposing team always picks it up. Always. You know what Tampa was on third down yesterday? Two for 12. Two for 12. Finally, a team that gets off the field defensively on third down. Good to see. Let's go to the offense. Jared Goff, once again, great. Second half, much better than the first half. We already told you that Goff, according to PFF, is the number one quarterback in football. I don't think that's going to change. 30 of 44, 353 in the air. He had two touchdowns, a 107.5 rating. And remember how I told you the Bucs were really woeful on third down, two for 12? The Lions were 9 of 16. And a lot of that credit goes to Jared Goff. Dan Gamble did not show up, not even once. Lions did not go for it on fourth down. To be fair, the situation never popped up. There was a fourth and two from their own 48. Campbell decided to punt. And why wouldn't you? Because the defense was playing really good. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. But Jared Goff is getting closer and closer to getting paid. That contract extension could be coming at the upcoming bye week in three to four weeks. He's 28 years old. Why couldn't he run this offense for the next decade? Yes, Ben Johnson might eventually leave. But Jared Goff will then take more ownership of the offense, I would assume. I don't want to get back into the bridge quarterback thing. I feel we talked that to death. Yes, nobody thought Jared Goff was going to be the guy when you traded for Goff and two first-round picks for Stafford. But man, is he perfect here. And he's perfect for this city. And he's perfect for that offense. And once again... He was damn near perfect yesterday as the Lions win 20 to 6. What else we got? You ever watch Netflix? Have you heard of Netflix and chill? By my understanding, that means you're going to watch Netflix and then you're going to get some sex. I believe. I think. I think that's how it goes. Netflix and chill, correct? Yesterday, you saw Netflix and anything but chill. Craig Reynolds. You didn't know Craig Reynolds' nickname was Netflix? He was watching Netflix when the Lions called him up to give him a job. Yesterday, Craig Reynolds made the play of the game. No, I know I said Isaiah Bugs might have made the play of the game. That was probably the understated play of the game. Craig Reynolds was great yesterday. David Montgomery got injured. So more of the load was laid on Craig Reynolds, Netflix, right? And there was a play. It was third and 13 from the Bucks' 27-yard line. First half, 3-3 football game. So it's still anybody's game, right? Goff hits Amon Ross St. Brown on third and 13. He's not going to get the first down. There's no way he's going to get the first down. Lions are going to have to set up for a field goal. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, like Superman. Does Netflix carry Superman? I don't know. They should. 
Craig Reynolds lays out Carlton Davis the third. Just leveled him. I wish we could show NFL footage on this podcast. Apparently, we're not allowed to. But it was awesome. The Lions tweeted out, Craig Reynolds is a people mover. Get it? Because of the Detroit people mover? Craig Reynolds laid out Carlton Davis. Next thing you know, Amon Ross St. Brown just didn't get the first down. He ended up getting a touchdown. Took a 3-3 game, made it a 10-3 game. And the Lions never looked back. And they end up winning 20-6. I'm a firm believer that when guys do stuff you might not expect them to do, when you look back on those plays and those games, they become that person's name game. Like, let me explain. I think 10 years from now, because we all remember every Lions game, we're going to look back on when the Lions went to Tampa Bay, and we're going to call it the Netflix Reynolds play game rather this was the Craig Reynolds game because of that block now David Montgomery is injured we hope he's okay Jameer Gibbs hopefully he's back next week I don't know if he will be he's missed the last two games but Craig Reynolds does seem like he's capable of carrying the load Lions only had 40 yards rushing yesterday they didn't need it offensively through the air they were that good but damn Craig Reynolds go watch this highlight of him laying out Carlton Davis. It was sweet. Huge. Netflix anything but chill. Good for Craig Reynolds. Awesome to see. What about Amon Ross St. Brown? I feel sometimes we take him for granted. He didn't play last week against Carolina. He was injured. Played yesterday. 12 catches. 124 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown we already talked about. He had 15 targets yesterday. You almost take him for granted. He's that good. He's that consistent. And he will get paid too eventually because there's no way the Lions let that dude go elsewhere. Fourth round pick out of USC. Famous for knowing everybody that was drafted ahead of him. I got to go down that list. He could be the best. <clears throat> he could be the best of his draft class. You know, it's funny because everybody always, the various publications, they re-rank the drafts about who should have been taken at what point? If you go back to Amon Ross St. Brown's draft, he's the first receiver off the board without a doubt. No questions asked. Fantastic for the Lions and fantastic yesterday. Then we get to JMO. How often did we talk about JMO last week on the radio and the podcast? It's all we ever do is talk about Jamison Williams. People think he's a bust. People think he's going to make it. How about his game yesterday? Three targets yesterday. Not very many. In fact, in the first half, I think I only saw him on the field once. That was hard on TV. I was looking for number nine. Couldn't see him. Again, maybe just once. But then came the third quarter. Jared Goff hit Jamison Williams for eight yards. Social media piped up. Almost gave Jamo the bronze chair. Because we talked about it. A lot of people are writing JMO off. A lot of people think he's a bust already. A lot of people think he's not going to succeed. So he hits it for eight yards. Everybody's like, oh, JMO, all right, sweet. Three plays later, Goff tries it again. He throws towards Jamison Williams. It was not a good throw, but JMO should have caught it. JMO dropped it. Two drops in two games. All of a sudden, social media. Got rid of the bronze chair, and they're like, boo, this guy's a bust. 
this guy sucks, he's not going to work out, trade him away to Carolina, let him play with Bryce Young, blah, 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 blah. Funny thing happens in sports, and I know this because I've hated before on social media. The moment the hate gets the loudest, you know what happens? The player you're throwing under the bus seems to break out for something good. It's like sports karma. Next thing you know, golf. I'm third and 10. Now, mind you, this was only a four-point game at the time, so it was a big play. The Lions did not have this thing wrapped up in the third quarter. They were only up by four. If they had to settle for a field goal, they're only going to be up by seven. Third and 10, Goff launches a ball Jamison Williams' way. It wasn't pretty, but Jamo secured the ball, falling backwards for 45 yards and a touchdown. Hell of a catch. Jamo celebrated. People apologized on Twitter. Had to feel great for number nine. I mean, that guy needed that, and so did the Lions. It was a massive play. And now the debate is over, right? Jamo's not a bust. Who am I kidding? The debate is not over. Not over at all. But he does have five NFL catches, and two of them are for long touchdowns. How about that? So maybe this week we don't talk Jamo. Who am I kidding? We're going to talk Jamo because he's very polarizing. And I'm sure even after that touchdown, people still don't trust the dude. But my goodness, you got to feel good for number nine. After dropping that football, head was never down, just continued to go out there and work and caught a bomb from Goff. And I don't think it was thrown all that well. Jamo almost helped out Goff there. Had a defender draped all over him, falls back into the end zone, stands up. I'm not even sure he realized he had a touchdown right away and then did and then ran around. It was cool to watch. So good for Jamo. Get off his back, people. Maybe for a week. How about that? Let me give you the one negative of the game. I'll call it the truth about Dan Gamble. I asked last week on the radio, what's the one thing that could derail this great season by the Lions? People didn't have much to say. But the one thing that kept coming up was people thought that the Lions don't have a trustworthy kicker. Like a guy that could win you a game if need be. And I agree with them. And we talk all the time about Dan Campbell versus Dan Gamble. Campbell is the guy that calls the game like other coaches do. Gamble is the guy that goes for it on fourth down way too much in people's opinion. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And again, it didn't really come up yesterday. With the exception of one fourth and two from the Lions on 48 and Campbell decided to punt. But yesterday, it was fourth and 13. Okay. Fourth and 13. Second quarter. You're not going to go for it on fourth and 13. So Dan Campbell decides to call out Riley Patterson. Riley Patterson was going to attempt a 52-yard field goal, which would have been the longest of his career. Wide right. Riley Patterson is 2 of 5 from 50-plus yards in his career. This could turn out to be an issue. And this is the truth about Dan Campbell. Make that Dan Gamble. Because you know what? The reason that Gamble goes for it so many times on fourth down 
is because he doesn't trust his kicker. And I think we've already hit on this, but I think it was proof yesterday. I don't think anybody trusts Riley Patterson to make a big-time kick of any substantial distance to win you a big-time game. And that is why if it's fourth and two or fourth and three or fourth and four and you're in enemy territory, usually Campbell turns into gamble and he's going for it. It could be the one thing that ends your season prematurely. It could be the one thing that you could worry about. Do you trust Riley Patterson to make a 54-yarder to win a big-time game in the postseason right now? Neither do I. And that, my friends, the truth about Dan Gamble. The reason he goes for it so much on fourth down is because he doesn't trust his kicker, which I think we knew already, but I think it was confirmed yesterday. Now, to be fair, Riley Patterson did make a 36-and-30-yarder yesterday. But there's a big difference between 52 and 36 yards, isn't there? I would say so. Last thing I want to hit on before we let you go. I already teased this, but the fans were great again. Oh, were the fans great. Every time the Lions go on the road, flocks of Lions fans fly to wherever they go. You see the videos. You see the crack man Lions fan on the plane. And then all the beat writers now do it. They take video pregame. My radio partner, Wojo, he was in Tampa yesterday. He did it too. The entire lower bowl was filled with Honolulu blue and silver. Now, it is Florida, Tampa. I don't know how many hardcore Bucks fans there are. But Lions fans were there once again. And again, I think at one point you could hear them say, let's go Lions. But if you don't believe me, Check out this tweet from ESPN's Jeff Darlington. He tweeted, and he took a video long after the game had concluded of Lions fans lingering in Tampa Bay, having the time of their life, probably drinking a little bit, chanting, let's go Lions, let's go. I mean, the fan base has been outstanding. They've waited so long for this. Of course, they're going to go along for the ride. So wherever the Lions play, Lions fans are going to be there on the road with them. So the tweet from Jeff Darlington said the following, quote, I've seen a lot of opposing fan bases make noise for their team after a win, but the Lions might have topped them all today. Or as Jared Goff said to me after he left the field, are you seeing this? Best fans in the fucking league. You're allowed to swear, right? I just did. One time's not going to kill me. How about that? Go look at Jeff Darlington's tweet. The video is from 20 to 30 minutes after the game and Lions fans still congregating, enjoying themselves. So there you go. Lions win 20 to 6. And by the way, Tampa, some free advice. I told you it was a dumb idea to wear the creamsicle uniforms. I don't care how cool they look. All you ever did it was losing them. And you lost again yesterday. So, dumb move on your part. Let's go to the comments. Every daily ticket episode, I read a good comment and I read a bad comment. Bad comments are usually trashing on me. The good comments are usually saying I did a good job or they're asking me a question. So let's do that before we let you go. You get on with your Monday, I'll get on with my Monday. Here's the good comment. On Friday, ironically enough, I did a podcast about why I'm not afraid to say the Lions can make the Super Bowl anymore. 
I also said, please, Lions, don't lose or else I'm going to look like a moron. Well, they didn't lose. They won 20 to 6 over the Bucks. what we've just been talking about. Anyway, here's a good comment from that podcast. This comes from Jeff Paul, 6351. He says, as a Lions fan since 1972, I do not think I can say Lions and Super Bowl out loud in the same sentence yet. At least not quite yet. All of the bad years has caused PTSD. I wonder, what about now, though, Jeff? After watching what you watched yesterday, how do you feel now? Can you say it? It will feel good to say. Go to somebody right now, Jeff, or anybody that doesn't buy in just quite yet. Go to somebody right now, call a friend, FaceTime somebody, knock on your neighbor's door, and just say the Lions could go to the Super Bowl. Even if it's the first time you've ever said it out loud because in the past all you would have done, you say it, you get laughed at, say it. See how it feels. Feels very cleansing, very refreshing. And by the way, it could be true. This could be the best team in the NFC. They could go to the Super Bowl. So I actually think it's a topic, my last podcast. I said, could the Lions go to the Super Bowl? I'm now not afraid to say it out loud to another living, breathing human being. And then they go on the road and they kick Tampa's ass. How about that? It's like I know what I'm talking about every now and then. Here's the bad comment. And this came from a ticket text at a show that I did on Friday night. We were talking about the Lions and why I think, by the way, I predicted a double-digit victory. I can't prove it right now unless I wanted to go back to that show, which I kind of can't do. I don't know how to do it technology-wise to get it on this podcast. But I did predict a double-digit victory. But I was talking about it on Friday night. And a texter text in. And apparently I mentioned that I run the Green Day. I like Green Day, the band. I mean, I grew up with them. Why wouldn't I? I didn't realize this was a big sticking point. But a ticket texter laid into me. Said I have no credibility. I have no maturity. And I'm pretty much a loser and just a big kid at heart because I like Green Day. So that was the bad ticket text. This guy was very upset that I like Green Day. Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer. They're very good. I'm not quite sure why this guy took so much offense to whatever I like to listen to music-wise, but that's the bad comment. So if that individual is watching this podcast, I'm not going to hold my breath because I doubt he is. But it wasn't very nice, sir. I'm a dom. So now I'm going to go listen to Green Day. Yeah. They rock. Especially when you got to go work out and get you going a little bit. Anyway, that's the podcast for today. We'll join you tomorrow on the Daily Ticket. Comment, rate, and review. The Lions are 5-1, and one, the best record in the entire NFL, people. It's happening. We finally have a good, if not great, NFL football team. It's been fun, everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye.